the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too. I didn't agree with teachers or anybody for that matter teaching my children that they didn't have the same opportunities as other children simply based on the color of their skin. People are finally getting it because the mass media has not been reporting on this accurately. It's only through conservative-leaning and Christian outlets that are actually telling the truth about the body. The folks today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant and they're targeting even younger children. These kids need to hear that no one is born this way. Our past silence as the church in America has reaped these horrific consequences that we're living through now. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute daily commentaries right here Monday through Friday on the Word Columbus at 1020 a.m. Eastern Time. And also be sure to check out all our resources for people who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on our youth. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. When you think about all the negative news today about the schools, don't you wonder where academics got lost as a priority in our classrooms? Why spend time on social emotional learning, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and critical race theory lessons when kids really need, surprise, surprise, reading, writing, math, and science? Well, what we're going to talk about today is exactly that how you, a parent, a grandparent, a concerned citizen, can figure out how well your schools, your local schools, are doing or not doing in the realm of academic achievement. And my guest today is my colleague, Jonathan Broadbent, who is a board member, as I am also, of the Protect Ohio Children Coalition. Jonathan is an entrepreneur, a philanthropist. He owns multiple small businesses, doing business throughout the United States. He's involved in a number of charities and nonprofits, including being chair and regional head for Northeast Ohio, the 204 school districts of Protect Ohio Children. Welcome again to Mission America Radio, Jonathan. Hi, Linda. Thanks for having me back. Glad to be here. So uh, we 
have uh, a Protect Ohio Children Coalition have started a under your leadership a new project called the Academic Accountability Project, and so I want you to give a little background on what that's all about. Yeah, absolutely. So this this is turning out to be the sort of magic silver bullet, if you will, in the whole argument that we're having between what I'm just going to sort of sum up is the argument between the left and the right. And we all know that there's sort of a spectrum of, of beliefs and political understandings and all those sorts of things, but it's really relative to schools. It's boiled down to this whole, these these knockdown drag out fights that sometimes roll into the school board meetings between uh, parents that I refer to as education aware or people generally on the right side of the political spectrum and folks that are just sort of embracing all of this crazy stuff that's coming into school, the CRT, the SEL, uh, the, 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 um, the the, CSE, CRT, and SEL. Those stand for critical race theory, comprehensive sexuality education, and social-emotional learning. Those are kind of the big three that have rolled into schools, and they are, at best, a distraction. But the crazy thing for the last year and a half has been just the the stalling of these arguments. It's really difficult, we've found, and this is a little bit of I'm, I'm positioning the Academic Accountability Project so people understand where it fits and how it is so tremendously successful. Yes. Because for the last year and a half, it's really – it's one at a time. It's very difficult to have – arguments or conversations with your community, with other adults and families about this stuff. It, there's, it's hard to find common ground and discuss, for instance, critical race theory, because you have to go through, is it there? Is the school actually teaching it? Um, what does it look like? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? And those are difficult conversations to navigate, and everybody has a different sort of frame of reference. And the same thing with what we call pornography. Uh, clearly, in my book, it is absolutely pornography. Some people are still sort of confused and think that it's it's just sex ed. Um, all this stuff, those are really difficult conversations. But enter the Academic Accountability Project, and you're just you're bridging the gap almost all the way completely across the political spectrum from pretty darn well, pretty far left liberal families um, progressive Democrats, all the way through to your Christian conservative Republicans mm-hmm. uh, and libertarians. So right. what the Academic Accountability Project does, in the state of Ohio, a, a really smart uh, and gifted attorney by the name of Omar Tarazi in the Columbus area came across a discovery that the Ohio Department of Education collects data on academic performance from all of the schools in Ohio. That's 613 different districts, and the data that's there and available is tremendous. It's a treasure trove. What we're doing is pulling that data, turning it into charts, and, Linda, the charts that show the academic proficiency. We can do it it by district. You can show by demographic. You can break it down into categories, science, reading, um, the mathematics, 
You can show it by white, black, Asian, Hispanic, you name it. All of those charts are dropping like a stone. It looks like yes. it looks like a sledding hill. Right, um, right. That's what I was saying. We. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you is because um, it's hard to describe what we're seeing on the radio, but really the trend so in so many areas is that, and it was before COVID. Tell us what you're seeing. Yeah. So. And I'm glad you brought up COVID because that, of course, is going to factor into the discussion. But when you print these reports out or share them online or email them, the reports are showing fill-in-the-blank school district, and you can even show by building. They, all of the academics are dropping, and they are they do. They look like the backside of a roller coaster ride. And since really for, through the beginnings of COVID, they're, they're dropping. Well, most people, most at educational wear, most conservatives, most most families, really, they're going to look at that and say, well, that's not good. We need to fix that. Because I think everybody, most all parents intuitively know education is the key that opens all doors. So showing that chart and sharing it around, you're suddenly going to get the interest of people that and families. If you If you approach some of those same people with – the argument that you don't like CRT, they're going to they're going to sort of have their defenses up, and they're going to be opposed to you instantly. If you approach some of those people by saying, "Hey, we we have kids, we both have kids that are going to the school. Gosh, look what's happening to academics. You're you you're through their defenses. They're suddenly on your side and interested in what you have to say." At that point, you're going to get a lot of people on the left and school districts and board members who say, well, you know, COVID, uh, COVID struck and there's the pandemic. And really, it's just we're just going to chalk it off to that. The reason that kids are not they're, they're, they're tanking in academics. But there's a ready made answer to that, Linda. And that is, OK, I'll concede that COVID happened. But is now the time to bring in more extracurriculars, non-academic exactly. activities. Right, right. We should, yeah, right. We, we should be doubling down. Right. We should be doubling down on academics at this point, not going off into social-emotional learning, social work and counseling, surveying children about their sexual orientation or gender identity, correct? Absolutely. It just doesn't make any sense. And having that visual... Linda, you and I have spoken a few times uh, in the lead-up to this call and uh, and worked closely together on some of these charts. One of the things I'd like to do, and I, um, dear listener, please hit hit Mission America. Um, Go through Linda's, read the terrific emails that she sends out. I read them reliably. Every time she sends one out, she's got great information, but she's also going to have links I want to try to make sure, with your okay, Linda, I want to make sure that you have everything I have and some of the sample reports to look at, because one of the things we're looking for is not only people to embrace this and take it into school districts and challenge the the school boards and challenge levies and challenge hiring and all of that stuff and ask questions, but also to try to bridge those gaps in conversation between... All of those arguments have been taking place over the last couple of years. 
but the last piece of the puzzle, and we're really pushing hard for this, any of your listeners who are in Ohio, um, please contact Protect Ohio Children or me personally. Um, you can find me all over the Internet online, Jonathan Broadbent. We're looking for more volunteers because these reports, they, they're a little bit complex. Anybody that's uh, comfortable with spreadsheets, either um, Excel or uh, what's the other one? So Microsoft Excel, and then there's a, a Google equivalent. Anybody who's who's adept at running those can run these reports. Grab a district and run it. Just share it around with everybody you know. Right. Um, okay. So let me just reset this for those who are just joining us. We're talking with Jonathan Broadbent, who is the Northeast Ohio Chair of Protect Ohio Children, and we're talking about this wonderful new project, the Academic Accountability Project, and how school districts can be measured on their academic performance. Isn't that a revolutionary idea? Instead of focusing so much on why are you spending time on all these other social engineering things, let's get back to academics. But we can depict this in a very easy to understand chart. So what you're saying, Jonathan, is that we need more people to step up. We've got some of them done for the different school districts, but we need way more done for every 600 school districts, ideally, in the state of Ohio, right, to show proficiency in English language, in, in reading, in math, in science, correct? Yes, absolutely. And so I've they, actually – go ahead. No, I was just going to say I want to make sure I get this in a couple times. So they can contact you at john at – protectohiochildren.net. Is that correct? J-O-N, John at protectohiochildren.net. Yes. Okay. And if they want to see what's on the current, the current charts that are done and the kind of thing we're looking for, it's protectohiochildren.net slash A-A-P. That's for Academic Accountability Project. Okay. So go ahead. What were you going to say? And so one thing to add to that, on the website, when people go to Protect Ohio Children, you can either add slash AAP, which stands for Academic Accountability Project, or I think across the top you'll see a banner of different drop-downs. One of them is AAP. Once you get there, um, there is a video and a link. The link will take you to the Ohio Department of Education, which is where all the data comes from, and the video is just a video between uh, that I captured with Omar Tarazi, the lawyer who discovered and developed this, and myself walking through. It's, it's actually Omar training me. And so anybody can step in, watch the video. If you're at all concerned about the academics in your local district or any district in Ohio that you care about, um, by all means, you can, you can jump in. Anybody can jump in and create these charts. And the really nice thing, and Linda, you and I discussed this a few days ago, you made the recommendation of, of highlighting reading, not just um, academic proficiency, but the specific skill of, of literacy. And we have that. You can pull it out in any number of different ways. The way that I pulled it out and I created a report for, I forget which district we were looking at, um, Upper Mentor. Arlington, I think it was. Oh, we were looking at Upper Arlington, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. so, so for uh, Upper Arlington, we now have that report. As you, you and I spoke on the phone, and you can see the reading skills 
mm-hmm. um, broken out by the district uh, for white, black, Asian, Hispanic. Wow. And I think there's. Uh, wow. I think they also have a category for Native well, American. So it shows you. We we have a we have a hard break. Trend. We have to we have to break here for a second. Uh, Jonathan, we'll come right back and talk more about the Academic Accountability Project. We're talking with Jonathan Broadbent, uh, protectohiochildren.net, and we will show you, uh, go through a couple of school districts for you when we come back. But scores are dropping, people. We need to focus back on academics in our schools. This is Linda Harvey with Mission America. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. So we're talking today about how important academics are in our schools um, rather than all the social-emotional learning, critical race theory-based lessons, um, comprehensive sex education, the LGBTQ agenda that gets shoved at our kids everywhere. Why not go back to academics? I mean, get way more involved in that. And how can we figure out what our school districts are doing? Well, Jonathan Broadbent, who's on the board with me of Protect Ohio Children, and he's the chair of the Northeast Ohio um, area, all the 200 and some school districts up there. He has come up with, along with another um, consultant, a wonderful way to quickly grab in a chart form what your school district is doing in the area of reading proficiency, math proficiency, science, and so on, even broken down by race, even broken down by school building, if you want. So, Jonathan, we were starting, you were telling uh, people that you and I were going back and forth on Upper Arlington. So, we what go back over that a little bit about the kind of dimensions that we were able to get there. Yeah, absolutely. The, the level of detail is, is tremendous. And I'm going to, Linda, I'm going to come back to Upper Arlington in just a moment, but I want to interject something just for sort of national uh, and, and sort of the parental, the parental importance of this thing. So um, I've been referring to this like crazy. There was a huge statewide initiative just recently came out and published in the state of Wisconsin asking all parents, there were a couple hundred thousand parents responded, asking to prioritize the importance of their their children's school day. Academics was far and away. It was like massively more important and and absolutely number one on all parents' lists. Mm -hmm. It's like eight or nine on the list of priorities was – gender identity and those sorts of issues so of it's course. not that those aren't there and it's not that there aren't some parents out there that are concerned that their their child is harassed over fill-in-the-blank issue it's that the overwhelming majority of parents are emphasizing the importance of academics mm-hmm. in school not the right. social stuff not the social experimentation etc so anyone out there who thinks that maybe we're um those of us who are fighting for academics are in a minority. It is absolutely, I assure you, not the case. So, um, in the, in the interest the of time, of our, so yeah, let's go ahead to the specifics. Yeah, uh, sure, sure. So, it, it, as Upper Arlington came up, that was just sort of a test subject that you and I landed on. Um, the ways that you can cut and shape reports for Upper Arlington are extraordinary. You can look at um, per building. 
the the uh, the demographics, race, the the academic uh, endeavor, the field of study, and you can even break it down uh, by grades. You can go like third through fifth, uh, sixth through eighth, etc. And so you can you can start to see the trends that are happening. But overall, overwhelmingly, the trend is for depreciating academics yes. and college preparedness, workforce preparedness, all of that is tanking right now. So right. it's going to be a, a really, we're, we're setting the stage, if we don't correct this right now for just nightmare scenarios in the future with children who are coming out of school um, marginally literate, and we can attach that to all sorts of things. The, right, another right. report that I've recently been running for each school district, in addition to academics, is financial. You can see per pupil cost. Mm. You can start to attach that and look. You can see rising cost per pupil with de- depleted, uh, depreciating academic importance. Right. That's a. That's a it's a return on investment. It becomes a return on investment issue. You know, you have your rising costs, but it's administrative. It's all these social, new social workers. It's everything. Um, Jonathan, we have lots of schools, including Upper Arlington, thinking locally here, asking for more money in school levies. What what uh, what um, role should such graphs and charts play in presenting what schools deserve in the future? I think they're fundamentally important, especially those schools out there. And I don't know specifically about Upper Arlington, but there are plenty around here that want to build even newer new buildings. And I think it's nonsense. There are plenty of parents out there all across the political spectrum. If you ask them, they'll tell you, I don't care what the building looks like. It could be a one-room schoolhouse with a chalkboard in the middle of the woods and, and a really good teacher. And I don't care. As long as our child is receiving a proper and good education and, and there's, the school is working to set the, the stage for success in life, parents don't care. So when you take those, the, the cost, and we've got one locally here that's they're talking about a levy. They were, year before, uh, the year before last, they were at almost $24,000 per year per student. Right. They're now they're back down a little bit to nineteen to twenty one thousand. Some of them sixteen, seventeen thousand, which is already kind of preposterous. And then you add um, possible additional charges and costs through the uh, educational service centers or ESC for short. You're talking about twenty five, thirty thousand dollars per year. Wow. And. That it's a clear indication that money is going to the wrong places. Right. We need we need really good, really well paid teachers who are okay. left alone by the antagonistic left and this, uh, the school board uh, and and school union adoption of all these far left agendas, the social manipulation, social justice stuff. Get rid of all of it. And I think the easiest way instead of going at each issue and trying to argue whether or not it exists and how you define it and whether or not it's a good thing is to take those charts that show failing academics that are tanking and the rising and very high cost per pupil. You put those two together, and I think you're going to have communities that, that go after, they, they, they come back to the prospect of yet another levy. We, we are no. we are. 
No. We are running out of time here. Uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for all you've done. I'm urging folks to, uh, and there's way more we could say about this, go to protectohiochildren.net slash AAP. If you want to see some of the charts that have already been done on some of the school systems, if you are out there and you have some level of skill and you want to work behind the scenes, your name will not be on any of this unless you want it to be. Contact Jonathan. It's John, J-O-N, at protectohiochildren.net. So thank you so much, Jonathan. I'm asking my listeners to pray for you and pray for this project and contact you with any just plain old questions. Is that okay? Absolutely. Yes, please. And thanks for having me back on the show, Linda. I am so glad. Oh, I am so glad for what you're doing. Your skill level and your interest and your involvement has been such a um, an inspiration to so many of us and this is a very important project so folks get the information if your school is asking for more money go with this information in hand just remember with god all things are still possible have a great day Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.